I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Snorlax. My favourite animals are bears. I absolutely love bears. They can be cute or terrifying in equal measure. They're impressive, majestic animals who reflect humanity more than any creatures besides the grey apes. And our interactions with them often shame us as a species. One thing for which bears are famous is hibernation. Most children first learn that word in connection to bears. Interestingly, what bears do in winter is not actually true hibernation. They do sleep a lot through the winter, but it is a sleep from which they are capable of waking, and they still eat a little during this period. When small animals enter true hibernation, they are completely immobile, even to the point that they can be picked up and moved without waking them. Please don't try to do that with a sleeping bear. Snorlax takes this concept of the bear eating itself into a food coma and entering a long sleep and turns it from a holiday into a lifestyle. It's a big, fluffy, chubby bear known for eating and sleeping more than a dad at Christmas. The Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex says, Snorlax's typical day consists of nothing more than eating and sleeping. It is such a docile Pokemon that there are children who use its expansive belly as a place to play. Snorlax's Japanese name is Cabigon. While this, like many of the Japanese Pokemon names, is an elaborate pun on various words like sleep and snore, there's a simpler reason why it is the Pokemon's name. It was the nickname of Game Freak programmer Koji Nishino. Nishino is a long-time member of the Pokemon team. He designed maps as far back as Red and Green, and was on game design duties for Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. He even makes a cameo appearance at the Game Freak offices in Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, where he battles with, what else, but a Snorlax. We were first introduced to Snorlax when, in the original Pokemon Red and Blue games, it was sleeping on the roots and blocking players' paths through the game. The only way to progress is to wake it with a song from the Poker Flute. The Snorlax in Pokemon Snap will happily stand up and dance when awoken, but most Snorlax are furious about being woken up, and will subsequently attack. It is well worth catching these sleeping giants when one has the chance. Snorlax is a powerhouse of a Pokemon, with an obscenely high pool of HP, and an attack stat to boot. In the second generation in particular, Snorlax is the undisputed most powerful presence in the competitive scene. It tanks hits like Homer Simpson as a boxer, then dishes them back out like One Punch Man. I've never claimed to be much of a competitive Pokemon player, but earlier this year I did take part in the United Podcasters Pokemon League. I mostly did quite poorly, but I never went 0-6, and six, and I did manage to win one game. In almost every event, my trump card was a mighty Snorlax, equipped with the move counter. Most Pokedex entries only talk about Snorlax eating and sleeping habits. Pokemon Ultra Sun, however, says, It doesn't do anything other than eat and sleep. When prompted to make a serious effort, though, it apparently displays awesome power. 
Snorlax showed itself to be a strong monster in the anime. Of course, it regularly makes comedy appearances as a sleepy, dopey blob, inadvertently rolling on top of other Pokémon during Pikachu shorts. Later, however, Ash caught a Snorlax of his own, and it actually proved to be one of his most effective battling partners. This Snorlax was introduced in the Orange Islands episode, Snack Attack. Despite a cute premise about Snorlax eating the precious grapefruits grown on a string of farming islands, the episode is structured and paced like a classic monster movie. People rush from place to place and tensely watch Snorlax move along a map as though he were Godzilla moving through districts of Tokyo. Much to my delight, Snorlax had a cameo role in the live-action Detective Pikachu movie, getting up to its usual trick of sleeping in the middle of a busy intersection. It looked so fluffy. Snorlax, with its big huggable shape and penchant for sleeping, is a popular monster for soft toys, beanbag chairs and other pieces of merchandise. Snorlax's enduring popularity has even seen it appear in all the Smash Brothers games. When released from a Pokeball, Snorlax descends from the top of the screen like a fluffy version of a Womp from the Mario games. Surprisingly for a popular Gen 1 monster, Snorlax didn't receive a Mega Evolution, nor any evolution beyond the form where we met it. In the seventh generation, it did receive a unique Z-move, the amusingly named Pulverizing Pancake. More interestingly, perhaps, is in the fourth gen, when we were introduced to a pre-evolution. Breed a Snorlax while setting the mood with some lax incense, and you might find an egg containing Munchlax. Munchlax is a small little cub of a Snorlax. It actually does a good job of creating the illusion this was always a two-stage evolution family. Snorlax is a big chonky monster after all. It kind of makes more sense as a second stage. This is helped by the fact that, right from its introduction, Munchlax could actually be caught in the overworld. It didn't have to be bred from a Snorlax to be obtained. Originally it was used to introduce the concept of rubbing honey on trees to attract wild monsters. As someone with a keen interest in becoming jacked and swole, I understand Munchlax's desire to carbo-load. Many of its Pokedex entries are along the lines of the Diamond entry, which says, It wolfs down its weight in food once a day, swallowing food whole with almost no chewing. Alas, while Munchlax is good at bulking up, it seems to have forgotten to also lift weights and exercise. If you are under any doubts that it's a bit of a slob, its other Dex entries say things like, it hides food under its long body hair. However, it forgets that it has hidden the food. Ew. As a lifelong Pokemon fan, one of the most exciting times for me is being on the cusp of a new generation. I remember when rumors and pictures first began to appear of the second generation. The very concept of new Pokemon was mind-blowing. Munchlax had the honour of being the first Generation 4 monster that was revealed, and I remember distinctly logging onto Cerebi around a friend's house, seeing the image scanned from a Korokoro magazine, and speculating long into the night. It debuted in the animated film Destiny Deoxys, where it was a bit of a comedy side character. Later, May actually caught one in the anime, which was also a bit of a comedy side character. Composer for this show, Jonathan Cromie, got in contact about Snorlax. Hello everybody, this is Jonathan Cromie here and 
I think it's time for some real talk. Now, if you've been listening to Luke Love's Pokemon in the past, and I hope you have, and if not, there's a backlog to catch up on, you'll know that I come across as quite cheerful and bouncy in what I have to say. But the truth is, a lot of that is born of neuroticism. I am a very stressed fellow, and I am also quite lacking in self-confidence, I believe it's fair to say. And that's why I want to talk a bit about Snorlax, who is a good boy and all girl. Snorlax, is he or she stressed? Lying there, blocking the road, as bicycles continue to bump into him or her? Absolutely not. Is he or she lacking in self-confidence? Anyone who has played Pokemon Snap and played the poker flute to a Snorlax on the beach and watched them dance in beautiful fashion knows the answer to that question. Now, do I want to be Snorlax's size or have Snorlax's lethargy? Perhaps not, but Snorlax knows who he or she is. Snorlax has self-confidence. Snorlax is not stressed. And in this modern world, those are things that we can all strive towards. Snorlax, in some elements, if not others, is a role model. Pun the pun. Bye. Listener of the show, Kosuke Takahashi, got in contact with this to say. First time writer, long time listener. Just wanted to shout out my favorite Pokemon, Snorlax. Growing up as a chubby kid, it was great to see that even a slow and big guy could still be strong and cool. Friend of the show, Patreon supporter and number one superfan Andrew Rice had this to say. What's up, Lulos Pokemon? It's me, your boy, Andrew, here to talk about Snorlax. Yeah, Snorlax. Everybody's favorite block in the road. I mean, who doesn't love wandering around, exploring this great new world, seeing this awesome path that could lead to a new town, and, and seeing this, this this big fat thing just sitting in front of the, the path, and you just, you can't, you can't get around it, you can't wake it up, you can't, you, you're just stuck, stuck in this town, unable to escape due to Snorlax just taking dodgy spot to have a sleep. What a pain. I mean obviously we can all sympathise with Snorlax sometimes, you know. I I've been sleeping quite a bit today, so it's uh that that's something that I do. Uh, but but you know where I chose to sleep? In a bed. Not inconveniencing hundreds of tourists who need to get to the next town. Get your life together, Snorlax. I love bears probably more than I love people. Pokemon will go on to give us bear monsters which capture what I love about the animals better, but I will always have a great big spot in my heart for this sleepy beastie. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. The podcast is hosted on SoundCloud and made by me for my own amusement, but is supported by fans at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. 
and in return you can hear episodes a week early. I appreciate anyone spreading the word through social media or by rating and reviewing on iTunes. Find the show either on Twitter or Facebook at Luke Loves PKMN. And please drop in and say hi. Get in touch about the next Pokemon we'll be covering, or any monster. Next Tuesday we'll be talking about Articuno, and the week after that, Zapdos. On Thursday, tune in to begin our chat about the Generation 8 monsters with Grookey. I love Snorlax. And remember, I love you too.